This is The Scoop for Thursday. Good morning. I'm Lisa Marzilli with the WMNF News Headlines. A state Senate committee in Tallahassee met yesterday morning to discuss Florida's turbulent Medicaid redetermination process. WMNF's Chris Young reports that one key topic on the table was the excessively long wait times for Medicaid's call center. Republican State Senator Gail Harrell is the chair of the committee. Where are we? What are what is happening and how is DCF dealing with this? Recently, Florida House Democrats raised alarms after state data showed that more than 520,000 Florida residents have been terminated from Medicaid since April, and almost half of them are children. Long call center wait times could impede re-enrollment. Senator Harrell mentioned that the Florida Department of Children and Families received over $10 million of funding. Do you have adequate resources at this point for a call center that's not going to require people to wait 40 minutes for a response? Deputy Secretary at DCF, Casey Penn, mentioned that they are considering using AI to help bring down wait times. We are fully staffed. We have around 400 agents, right? Um, between vendor staff when it comes to FTEs, vendor staff, OPS, and ours answering the call center line. Um, Right now, we're focused on how do we better serve these customers through technology as well as obviously maintaining our staffing levels and, and possibly adding rights to some OPS staff there. A study by Unidos U.S. showed that the average Spanish language caller had to wait nearly two and a half hours. That's four times the wait imposed on the average English language caller. Penn responded to these claims. The data does not show that there is any disparity between race or ethnicity when it comes to you being able to re-enroll in Medicaid. As a matter of fact, um, it is within three percentage points difference between, um, you know, whether you're Hispanic, Black, White. DCF shared that a special phone line for the Medicaid redetermination process was created with only a five-minute wait time. The committee will meet again on October 18th. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. A tornado watch is in effect across north and central Florida through later this morning as an area of low pressure continues to produce widespread downpours across parts of our state. Meteorologist Megan Borowski from the Florida Public Radio Emergency Network says the risk for flash flooding and severe thunderstorms continues. So the main area that we're watching for those hazards stretches from the Big Bend through North Florida and into Central Florida, just south of the I-4 corridor. Across that area, continued rain with rain rates heavy at times could lead to local ponding and flooding. Additionally, areas generally west of I-75 are more prone to having a rogue strong thunderstorm track overhead this morning. But really all of North Florida, Central Florida and the eastern panhandle should be alert and prepared for isolated damaging wind gusts or a quick tornado spin-up. Borowski says the rain chances should taper off from west to east this afternoon and additional rain showers are possible tomorrow and over the weekend as another front approaches from the west. The Council on American-Islamic Relations in Tampa says they plan to issue information statewide for the community on how to demonstrate and protest safely in the wake of the Israeli attack on Gaza and attacks against local Palestinians. The Tampa Bay area is home to one of the largest Palestinian Muslim communities in the state. CARE Florida Executive Director Abdullah Jaber tells Spectrum News a student with a Palestinian flag bumper sticker was targeted on a local college campus and had all four tires of their car slashed. 
Jaber says CARE has been getting reports from other parts of the state as well that students on campus are specifically being targeted. Meanwhile, Secretary of State Antony Blinken pledged unending U.S. support for Israel during a visit with Benjamin Netanyahu today. The Orlando Sentinel reports that Seminole County Public Schools removed 31 books from their high school libraries last month based on objections from someone in another county. The banned books include the award-winning Looking for Alaska by John Green, which includes a few short sex scenes, and 13 Reasons Why by Jay Asher, which deals with a teenager's suicide. Karen Calvo, a Seminole mother of three whose kids attend public school, tells the Orlando Sentinel that the books seem to be pulled under the cover of darkness and represent the outsized influence that conservative groups such as Moms for Liberty now have on school library collections. The Florida Department of Education reported that more than 380 books were removed from public schools during the 2022-23 school year. And according to the free speech group Penn America, Florida led the nation in book banning during that time frame. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service says it's determined that it may be necessary to elevate the protected status of two types of manatee from threatened to endangered. But as WMFE's Molly Durg reports, there's still a long road ahead before the federal agency makes its final decision. Federal authorities are moving forward with an in-depth analysis of the West Indian manatee and the Antillian manatee's Puerto Rican population, following their initial reviews of two Endangered Species Act petitions requesting to reclassify both species as endangered. Those two initial reviews each took 90 days. The next step is a separate 12-month review process. Larry Williams oversees the agency's Ecological Services Program here in Florida. We wish we could do it faster as well. Uh, the challenge we have is we have a very limited number of staff. William says right now the biggest threat facing manatees is a substantial loss of seagrass triggered by poor water quality in Florida. Last year, 800 manatees died in Florida. In Orlando, I'm Molly Durig. In weather, it's going to be wet and windy with strong to severe storms possible throughout the day. Highs will be in the upper 80s. Breezy with a 50% rain chance and a high near 90 on Friday. I'm Lisa Marzilli with the WMNF News Headlines. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.